For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we are building Australia. Right now, it's time for our feature interview for IMR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMR. This is for the biggest prize in Australian motor racing. It's been more than 30 years since a rookie claimed victory at Mount Panorama. This is the year of the rookie of the chatting to Nick Perkat because one I get to play that absolute killer <laughs> opener and two uh, it's the first time for 2020 that I can actually say KG veteran Nick Perkat because in the, <laughs> in the four car in the four <laughs> in the four car lineup of uh, Brad Jones racing at the moment he is the veteran and he's going to be there till the end of 2022 so let's welcome back to the driver's seat for the first time in 2020 the one and only Nick Perkat Oh, thanks for having me. If I win another race, that <laughs> intro goes to another 15 minutes. <laughs> Nimsy will have his That's work cut out for him. To, to help you guys. Yeah. How do you like KG Veteran? Yeah, great. How do you like that as, a, as an opener? <laughs> oh, I used to do bloody hell. When I was growing up, I thought Stevie J was a bloody veteran of the sport. And, you know, yeah, I was... Imagine still driving at his age, and here I am. You know, you know the funny thing is, mate. You know the funny thing is that I'm not the veteran in the in the series that I'm driving. I'm the young fella. Oh, you've That is actually true. Yeah. Whereas in my series, I'm not. I'm not either. Ah, There's people no, older than me and people you. younger than me. So you're just the chopper. I'm just the middle of. <laughs> I cannot wait for the day that they make the masters class over fifty. Because right now I'm racing against Aaron Seaton and I can't win anything. But I beat all the over fifty year olds and I'm forty six. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Uh, Nick uh, Adelaide. Let's talk Adelaide because it was an interesting round for you because the the car just looked like it hated you. Didn't like you. Uh, you, you had troubles with it all weekend, and yet you popped out the other side, twelfth in the standings, ahead of all your teammates. P seven on Sunday, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was it was fast, but it was yeah, like I said, the full diva mode. Um, <laughs> Saturday, when the steering rack falls out of me on the warm up lap, I was like, this can't actually be happening. So obviously, I took tried to take the start. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. can't do that race one. So um, yeah, it was just being a bit. Bit painful, but we, to be honest, um, over oh, probably probably from last October November, we dreamt up some new ideas, and so we had a lot of development stuff in that car, and it was in my car to get. You know, we want a good read on it and what it's doing, but there was always the risk of having component componentry fail. So um, I bought into that before we got there, and uh, unfortunately, we did have a few bits and pieces fail, but um, 
yeah, that's been rectified for AGP. And, yeah, the car had, actually had good speed. It finished seventh with no rear roll bar connected and the front one um, just welded it full soft because the, the cable melted. Um, you know, I think we've got over that. Mate, um, that uh, obviously the car, as you were saying, was being a bit of a diva. Is that? Do you think that's partly due to some of the new stuff you guys have got on your car development-wise and partly because of obviously there was a, a whole new shock package that everybody was using? Um, for us, we, you know, I think most teams had the same damper issues um, and the super shock guys of rectifying that um, and that didn't affect our overall result um, at all as a team so that was good for us um, obviously some people had some bigger dramas but then the the front roll bar system that had issued that's the first time we've run a system like that um, so we've redeveloped all our roll bar system and adjusters and stuff like that so the front one failing um, you know there was a risk in that component when we took it there uh, thankfully it, it decided to fail and be on full soft so when they're rear bar broke i didn't have a, a setting of full stiff on the front and full stop on the rear so yeah. um yeah and then yeah the rear one i think that was honestly just probably a bit of um not liking the the harshness over curbs and bits and pieces like that so just a bit annoying so mate you've re-signed with bjr um bjr's got a history of having their drivers for a very long time they tend not to sort of swap and I know we lost Slady out of the team over the off season but what is it about BJR that 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 drivers love what do they love is it a family thing what what is it that keeps attracting drivers both young and now you being the Kadri veteran uh, to staying to, to staying at the at the team what what is it about BJR um you know look I think the family environment you know that there is a family environment to it um obviously all the drivers working there um, you know, you've got like Maddie, Brad's daughter in the office and Jim and Andy and obviously Brad and Matthew. So, you know, there's definitely a family feel. But um, for me, it's actually just the honesty of um, Brad and Kim and the, the engineering group. Um, you know, if there's an issue or if Brad feels like I haven't done a good enough job or vice versa, you know, we, we just talk about it and there's no knives and backs and the culture is quite good and open and honest and um, I get a really good feel from it and, um, there's, you know, there's this good, you know, there's good banter and all that kind of thing that makes you want to, you know, work for someone. Brad has that going. So, um, you know, be it the guys in the fabrication shop, you know, they don't get to travel, but you know, um, each time I'm there, I go down there and spend time with them, and um, you know, they're just easy to get on with, and they're all racers and they want to go well, and um, you know, I think culture just suits me, and obviously it suited a lot of other drivers in the past, and yeah, I think. Um, for me, I was the one, well, me and Brad both at the same time somehow both said we should extend my contract and we both uh, kind of said, oh, we need to catch up for a quick coffee. And my opening line was we should, I went to say I want to extend my deal and then Brad said it at exactly the same time. I'm like, oh, well, wow. that was pretty easy. We're on the <laughs> that's same pretty page. good, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's for me. You know, I said to him I want to go the same again and um, here we are. So it's good. Yeah. Hey, mate, um Obviously, in the off-season, you guys or BJR announced that Tommy Randall was going to be your co-driver for the Enduros. I mean, we Tommy's a regular on our show. We love him here. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's been through almost hell and back uh, in the off-season yep. with his with his health issues. And it still was, is. And still is. But it was great to obviously see him there and doing well at uh, at Adelaide. I mean, are you are you pumped to have him on board and uh, and you know obviously having him for the Enduros? I think is something that uh, is 
really like that's a that's a massive coup for you, especially because of of his talent and his experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, end of last year, I had a little wish list, and um, I actually didn't think he'd be available because I didn't think Tickford would let him go. So <laughs> um, the way that I don't, think, I don't think anyone I, did, including Tom. <laughs> yeah, I literally couldn't believe it when I um, off the cuff cheekily said to him. What are you doing for Enduros? <laughs> and the next thing you know, the phone was ringing. Um, wow. So, honestly, I can't believe that they let him go. So, it's um, for me, it's a massive game. Um, he's a young guy. He pushes really hard. He drives the car well in every category he's ever driven. Um, and I actually know him quite well from, you know, I was at his 18th birthday. <laughs> when we were young. He was, I was still probably mid-30s. Were now. you on the door? Um, <laughs> were, you, were you the bouncer yeah, on the door? Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> One of my best mates is actually best friends with him. So it's all, you know, it's actually kind of small world that we go go-karting and stuff together and now um, we're going to drive together at Enduro. So it's, um, yeah, a great get for me and for him. Like, you know, it's pretty well documented what he's gone through yep. this year and so far and um, make a job at Adelaide. And, yeah, I just saw he's been, I spoke to him 20 minutes ago. He's had, you know, had the old clear for round two, which is oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's so that's good. Because he did chemo in the last sort of 10 days. So uh, that's an exclusive. Thank you, Nicholas. And it's one that we're it's all on, very happy to hear. It's actually on the social medias. So oh, I haven't broken it for I him. It. Just in case. <laughs> hey, mate, he has I had a drive of the like Commodore, though, hasn't he? He has had a drive yeah, of the he, Commodore uh, the test day. And how, how, what, do you think, what, yeah. what do you think about it? Well, the first thing he said, it's uh, a lot different to what he had with the, the Mustang and the Tickford car. And um, I think about the time he drove a Mustang at Tail and Ben last year, you know, that was probably it nearly its, you know, peak downforce levels and obviously we all started trimming our cars back and getting parity adjustments. So I think he was surprised by the difference in aero balance. Um and it took him a little bit. You know, the first run he did he, he struggled a bit. Um and then we just went through some data and then he got back in the thing later and ended up going quicker than me and I was like, okay, that's enough out of you. Get out, mate. <laughs> get out. Go, go grab us a coffee champ. Um so <laughs> You know, it's, it's the first time a co-driver's jumped in my car and uh, on the same tyre, and you know, he set the time, and then I jumped in it straight after him, and he um, he had me by a couple of tenths, so I thought, wow. okay, this is good. And then, you yeah. know, to be honest, it keeps me honest, and it gives me a lot of confidence moving into the Enduro, enduro. so it's, um, I couldn't have been happier when I saw my lap time come up on the dash, even though I was slightly slower than him, that, it, you know, there wasn't a, a big gap between us, so it was really good. So, mate, um, we, we as racing fathers and, and all of that kind of stuff have done the rounds of go-kart tracks and this, that, and the other thing. And just last weekend, you, you were looking after a young bloke, Bradley Madgeman. Um, how do you go at a, at a go-kart track looking after all the junior burgers when all the dads are in there and all that kind of stuff? Because that, can be, that can be a difficult situation. How did you come across Bradley and you know, tell us about his results? What's his future? Where's he from? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, one of my good friends, Jake, who I actually do all my racing with down in Melbourne, like all our big country series and stuff, you know, we're the same age, and he's um, good friends with Brad's dad, um, so I've just got to know them over the last few years, and uh, unfortunately for Brad, his, his old man is a bit average on the tools, and we always wind him up that <laughs> the reason the kid's not winning is because uh, of his preparation. Right. <laughs> yes, good. And uh, he, he took it all on board, and we... Um, he said, all right, well, this year, between you and Jake, you guys can run him at the, the National Series of Australian Karting, and um, I ended up at round one with him, which was really cool. And, you know, like, he literally said, it's just you and Brad. He didn't even come. So Nick 
went from single Nick to Nick has a child. Running me go kart race, so um, it was uh, it was really cool. He's actually he's a bit of a he's unique. He won in Vegas last year, the biggest go kart race there is, um, at his first crack in the cadet category, and but he's actually yet to win a race in Australia. He's had many podiums and stuff like that, but. Even at club yep. level, we haven't even won a race yet, but we've won Vegas, so uh, we go big. <laughs> and how old is he? He is um, nine, maybe, yeah, maybe ten now. He's wow. bloody young, but he acts like a 15, 16-year-old, so it's actually kind of cool. You hang out with him and you don't realise, and you look down, and you're like, oh, you're three foot tall, and <laughs> actually need to tell you when to eat and drink and go to bed. So uh, That's that's funny, because yeah. my son's 15, and he acts like a nine-year-old, so <laughs> totally I mean, opposite. <laughs> uh, it was good fun. That's too funny. And mate, I didn't speaking get into any kids... um, dad punch ups on the Ingrid though. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I guess yeah, pretty calm. There you go. No good, <laughs> mate. Speaking of kids, uh, it wouldn't be a Nick Perkett interview without checking in on the dogs. Uh, how is Nelson? Is he well? Obviously, we set very sadly lost Doug last year, but Nelson kicking on nicely. Ah, oh, he's happy there. He's literally right next to me. We've um, just got back from a little road trip up to Sydney and back in the same day. So he's he's done a road trip and done about 1500 kilometers in the in the one day and he's happy as larry <laughs> that's the way. Why, why wouldn't he be happy he lives the dream he even gets to take hotels and stuff in albury so <laughs> it's um pretty lucky dog <laughs> <laughs> well mate uh nick we always love getting you on board big fella and it's good to see that you're going to be sticking around for a fair while too and continuing on passing on your pearls of wisdom as the cagey veteran of PJR. <laughs> pearls of wisdom. I've never heard that before. Was my wisdom to Jack Smith to miss the photo pretty good? <laughs> yeah. Right, let, let's, let's, before we wrap, let's let's be honest about the old Jack. Uh, we said it last he's week. Had if, he's had a rough. He's had a rough start. There was a list of things that you shouldn't that or couldn't do. And couldn't do. And he did and he every single one of them. I'll, I'm going I'm to defend him a little bit. Go. The photo thing, he did care, and he was running down pit lane to get there, and he purely thought it was five minutes later than what he thought. So he thought it was at 10.30, it was at 10.25 or something like that. And he was sprinting down pit lane and seriously embarrassed. And then the blue flag thing, he was asking on the radio saying, do I need to get out of the way? But there'd been no message through um, to his oh, engineer from yeah. race control saying blue flag's car four, I think he is. Right. So he was asking the question, so I need to get out of the way, so there's no blue flags and his bloody thing inside the car that tells us blue flags, yellow flags and stuff like that. I, I think there was a little glitch with that. So he got a real rough end of the deal and the media then slams him a bit and he gets roasted. But So he's had a shocking weekend on that front and he had a little minor accident, but he's he did care. A lot of people think he didn't care, but he really did. Oh, I think I think we I think we all know that he was upset and cared, but it it, it looked like he was a deer in headlights, and it wasn't his first main game round because he's done wild cards previously. Mm. But he, uh, I I would hope that you will now take him under your wing and and say that's all right, mate. Let's just press on and have a better Grand Prix. But uh, I did a similar thing up at Townsville one year where I <laughs> I missed the driver parade. I missed my car; it took off without me. Was so I good... just jumped in someone's car at the back, and I was at the back, so I didn't get yeah. fined. Was it a good hamburger? It. Is that where you were lining up for? Is that, that was a donut, mate. It was a donut stand. The Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, you can't get it wrong. You know the worst thing for Jack? The Grand Prix, not, a hard, not an easy track to be fast at. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Far out. Get him to Skinner's Plains, be right. Yeah. 
He's been there before. He's been there before. <laughs> Didn't he have a punch yeah. on with Mark Winterbottom there one year or or something? One Smith. year. It was last year. Last year? Was <laughs> he got into a bit of Barney Rubber with someone, yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's going to keep it to a dull roll from now on. <laughs> keep it to a dull. I tell you what, it does look good, though. His haircut's come Yeah, come I'll, good. I'll rate it. That's yeah, good. Yeah, no, he doesn't look so... Feminine? I didn't want to say that, but uh, <laughs> no, he now looks like a man. Uh, Newcastle was shocking, and I told him that a lot, but now he's yeah. getting to right. So, <laughs> so you're half no, the I reason like why he got it all shaved off. <laughs> so there, there we go. No, he just returned from off-season like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Perkett, our feature interview, thanks to Imar Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. Once again, Nick, it's always a pleasure to get you on aboard the show. Last time we had a chat to you after the AGP, you were you walked over two shiny trophies, so let's hope it's the yep. same thing. And all the best all right, for AGP. No pressure on you, blokes. <laughs> yeah. I'll ring you back if that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you're an absolute legend. Thanks for being a part of the show, Big Carl. Uh, I'll chat to you soon. <laughs> When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.